Uh, I think the most operational focused and folks, this will be my last question before we go to your chats or your questions. So please, if you have one, get them there. I think the most important day-to-day -day operator is the property manager, right? Who is the face to your tenants? So Brian, talk about the systems process. How do you interview property managers? Have you had to fire any? Um, you know, again, my story is I fired the first five. So clearly I would, I sucked at interviewing them. Yeah. Um, cause they always tell you what you want to hear, but tell me about the property manager systems process. How important is that relationship? You know, all of that. Yeah. I fired my first one. Um, but he led me actually to my next one, which was, which was great. And, um, I, you know, we actually put together various questions that we asked, right. Interview style questions. Um, particularly, and I think the most important is probably um, what's their vacancy rate on their portfolio. The other one being, you know, what's their maintenance cost, right? Because property management companies, while collecting your rent is a big part of the business, a big portion of their revenue comes from the maintenance costs and whatever their upcharge on that on those maintenance costs could be. So it's really it's really good to to go through that exercise of asking them and seeing if they'll be transparent and telling you you know what they charge on top of whatever said maintenance costs because you need you really need to factor that into your expenses uh, because if they're charging you 20, 30 uh, percent on top of the actual cost, you know you can end yourself in a bad situation really quick. So cost plus is doesn't work. Cost plus ouch. Absolutely, and, and you want everybody to make money, right? Don't be oh, the yeah. answer also that says. Well, you know, you're charging me to charge you 10%. I think that's relative. You know, I think that's fair. And you want them to make money because if everybody's making money, that's when everybody's happy. Business relationships only work when everybody is making money. So it's just a function of understanding how much money are you making? Does that fit my tolerance? And if so, you know, maybe it's a good, a good relationship. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and Mike, how about you, property manager day to day? What's going yeah, on? <laughs> the property manager will make or break your out-of-state investing experience. It's possible they would make or break any investing experience unless you're self-managing. Um, to I, I can't remember which one of you guys said it. But you, no, I think it was you, Mike. You said you know you need somebody who's going to drive by and give you the bad news. If your property manager is not willing to tell you when things are su suck or or breaking down or need to be fixed or tenants are doing this, that, or the other, if they're not willing to have that hard conversation with you, then you might have to have a hard conversation with them. Um, you no problem gets better with time, like Mike said. <laughs> and so you have to, they will make or break your experience. They're going to be the expert on the landlord tenant laws. They're going to be the ones who handle the evictions for you, that process. They're going to be the ones who recommend rents. Obviously, you're going to be involved in that conversation and researching it, but nobody's going to know that market as well as them, hopefully, because they're probably managing significantly more properties than you own. It's your job to be an expert in your market, but you can't be an expert at all things and more experienced than everyone else. So at some point, you're going to have to figure out how to delegate and rely on other trusted professionals. And the number one, in my opinion, is going to be your property manager. They're so much more difficult to find a good one in every out-of-state investing video I've watched or group I've talked with. Everybody always struggles. I can't find a good property manager. I'm struggling to find a good property manager. I've seen people leave markets where they had great cash flowing deals on paper in their spreadsheet in Birmingham, Alabama, for example, because they couldn't find a property manager. They went through three of them. And after two years in the market, they said, screw it. I'm out. I'm going somewhere else where I have that better relationship. So yeah, they are extremely important on the list. Yeah, there's a two, two things I want to see here. First and foremost, pro property managers are like salespeople. 
uh, for the last five years, maybe eight years of my career, I, my responsibility was hiring salespeople. And property managers are the same thing. Why, why do I bring that up? They interview great. They all know what you want to hear. They know what you want to hear. So what I, t what I strongly suggest you do is you ask them questions they don't expect. The best question I have found is not tell me about the eviction process because that's a law on, in the state or city that you live in, right? It's, they can quote it without question. Uh, I like to talk about how do you take care of the good tenants? I've asked that question so many different times and most property managers stumble because nobody ever asks them about the good tenants. If you know anything about being a, a, a landlord, you lose money with turnover. Turnovers are expensive. And if you have high turnover, you're going to lose money. I don't care what the yield is on your deal. So trick your, tr you know, think of a question that they're not expecting and see how they dance. But realize the, the second part of my question is it is your responsibility. If this doesn't happen, it's not their problem. It's your problem. Expectation setting. You're the customer. You're cutting the check. You have the right to set expectations. You want a weekly report? Tell them. If it's a problem, they'll tell you. Go somewhere else. You want a, you want a Monday call at 9.15? Tell them. If they don't like it, go somewhere else. Your job is to set expectations and then manage to expectations. And then lastly, Brian brought this up. It's not about price. Everybody needs to eat. Don't go for the low-cost provider because you're going to get, you know, it's it's not going to end up well. Um, Brian, any closing thoughts on all of this? Yeah, I really like that, Mike. I um, personally, you know, I may be a little more higher maintenance than most, um, particularly just because I I feel like I'm bestowing a lot of responsibility in you and entrusting you, and I need visibility to certain things and key metrics that I want to look at. And so I look at, you know, I get a weekly report, and then I do a monthly huddle with the local property manager, as well as the owner of the company. We just had ours two days ago, as a matter of fact. And we look at the numbers from the previous month. We look at the data. We start to strategize around, you know, the systemic issues or problems that we may have. We look for the low-hanging fruit. But then we also talk about how do we incentivize the good paying tenants. We talk about how do we incentivize the good relationships that we may have with, um, you know, certain uh, organizations that we may be getting, you know, Section 8 tenants from and things of that nature. Let's DoorDash a, a few meals this week. And, yeah. you know, you, you have to think enterprise, right? Um, and everybody's different, but that's at least my been, been my philosophy. And it's also been favorable. It, it keeps it keeps the data fresh. It keeps our eyes looking, looking at the right things. And it keeps us focused on the things that's going to make all of us more money. I told him the other day, I said, imagine we get on this monthly call and the only thing we got to talk about is maintenance. That'd be great. That's that, right. Yeah. And, and, and I got 200 doors with you and, you know, it, so just, you, you have to, everybody that's around you in your circle, you have to be able to cast vision with them. They have to feel a part of what you're doing. They have to be as invested in your business as you are so that in your absence, you don't have to worry about what's happening. You know, that they're going just as hard as if you were there. Yeah. And I want to I want to echo something. Um, I don't consider any of that high maintenance. I get a daily report. It's automated, but it, we we worked on it together. I get a, it's at five thirty every day, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday included. I get a daily report on on what's going on. I can trend it to last month. I can compare all this stuff. The whole idea of this is set expectations early. If you 
during the interview process, don't set the expectations and then they are surprised, that's on you, right? You're the one cutting the check, paying them their fees. Tell them what you want. If you want to call every Friday with the main PM and a monthly call with the owner, tell them up front. If they don't like it, they'll tell you and you can go somewhere else. So uh, communication is key, procedures. Mike, kind of wrap about this. What, what are your expectations of your PM? Do you get weekly calls, monthly? What's going on with you? And then we'll go to the chat. Um, I don't do any type of weekly call or any type of monthly call. I don't think I'm quite large enough where I ha would potentially have enough issues boiling up. You know, I mean, I can go a couple months at a time without even having one small repair, you know, huh. which is nice. I'm sure that's something well, that's pretty nice. Yeah, I'm lucky experienced to go 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, my my property manager manages eight units for me or seven or eight units for me. Um, and yeah, there's times where there's just no issues. So, uh, but my expectation right. well, is that if there is- That doesn't suck. That's okay. Right. That's all right. Right. That's okay. Uh, if, there, if there is an issue, if someone isn't paying, if someone's back and with all the issues we had with COVID, you know, and COVID assistance programs, yeah, we talked a lot more than we have been talking in the last couple of months. Um, but ultimately, I think the way that you treat people will also help significantly. You know, I think that it's extremely important that you always remain professional, that you never get angry, you do not get upset. If something is happening that shouldn't be happening, uh, you know, you need to address it quickly, but in an extremely professional manner. And then the number one piece of advice I would give would be make sure that you over compliment and thank them when they do things that you like. Thank yes. you for reaching out, communicating this to me. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate all the hard work that you do for me. You did a fantastic job uh, handling this remodel for me. I couldn't have done it without all your help. If you sing people's praises, they will subconsciously or consciously want to work harder for you. They're going to feel like, you know, hey, I've done enough good things. Yeah, if something bad happens, I'm going to have a conversation with him. He's not going to blow up at me because I promise yeah. you, you blow up at somebody, you know, just like with your kids. You scream at your kids. Are they going to want to tell you the next time they break something? No, they're going to try to hide it. So not to say that property managers are children, but it's just human psychology. Do your best to praise people yeah. and be as professional as possible when things aren't going well. Yeah, I actually want to echo that and we'll go to the chats. Um, again, this is a business. This is a relationship. Like Brian said when he opened it, everybody's got to eat. Everybody's got to make money. But you have no idea how a thank you, a text, uh, you know, like if you if you have one main PM contact and you happen to know their birthday, $20 flowers. I mean, it's just or whatever it is, you know, Uber Eats or, or whatever, like Brian, just these little things, a Christmas bonus. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I like to do things off. Like instead of a Christmas bonus, maybe I do a Thanksgiving bonus. I like to be different. I, I like to stand out. That's just how I do it. But again, find your thing. And uh, yeah. All right. Let's go to the chat and see and what. I'll share uh, something what, really quick, Mike. Please. Just, just to, to echo both of you guys' sentiment. You know, I told my property management company early on, I said, this, this is my standard. No news is bad news. Bad news is good news. Good news is great news. Oh, <laughs> I, like I like it. The worst news is the news that I don't know. Never handcuff oh. me from making my own decision as the business owner. Bad news is good news because there's always a solution to a problem. As long yes. as we can, as long as we can communicate about it, we can fix it. And good news is great news, right? Yeah. And, and 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 Millennial Mike just echoed that. He's like, I haven't talked to my PM in a couple of months. Well, I don't have any problems. So that's good news is great news. 